I ready now. You ready? I ready. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Welcome back to the Flight Attendant Podcast. I'm Uncle Jay, and I'm here with somebody making faces <laughs> on me. I was trying to make you break. It didn't work. Well, you almost did. Nice try, though. I'll try. I'll try again. Don't you worry. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Tired. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds tired. Yeah. My body is achy. I think it's because of all the turbulence that I've been hitting. Like I got out of the, the, of the, of the plane of the and jail? I'm walking. <laughs> you don't know my life. You don't know what I do in my layovers. <laughs> I got out of the plane and I'm walking on the jet bridge and I feel like I was shaking, <laughs> still walking. <laughs> How are you? So, I'm good. So we hit really bad turbulence today. And this lady in row two, she was like, ah! and then there's always that one. <laughs> and then I'm not kidding. She was bracing. She was doing the brace position, <laughs> the brace position for a, for a, an emergency landing. She was bracing. She was, she had her so hand. Extra. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, lady. <laughs> so extra. <sighs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Summer flying. Yes. Not so, what fan. are we doing? What are we doing today? We We're doing... doing a quick. Are we doing a quick turn? Yeah, oh with, a little, with a little dance. I saw that. <laughs> I'm not wearing a bra. It hurts. <laughs> Way. I'm not wearing not a bra. I'm not wearing a bra either. Okay. <laughs> yes, let's do a quick turn. Quick turn. So this is from Kiro7.com. Passengers describe extremely terrifying emergency landing on a flight to Seattle. So this is, so this was reported on the 29th, but it happened on the 27th, which was the Sunday prior. So the 27th of June, Passengers on a Sunday morning American Airlines flight from Charlotte to Seattle had barely settled in when they said they heard a loud boom during takeoff. Soon after, the plane shifted to one side and it felt like one of its wheels had touched back on the runway at Charlotte Douglas International Airport. And the rest of the plane's ascent after departing Charlotte Douglas didn't feel normal either. This was said by a couple of passengers that the plane was really wobbly, but things seemed normal for a few minutes after the boom. And then all of a sudden, the flight attendant said that we had to prepare, that they had to prepare for a, for a crash landing. I don't know if a flight attendant would say we're going to be crashing. Yeah. When you said that, do you, do you saw me? I, I held my breath. I'm like, oh. I, 
<laughs> and then the flight attendant started showing them the position of the bracing position. The flight attendant told passengers that one of the plane's engine was out. I don't know. I just feel like in the events and the preceding events proceedings, I'm sure it like it wasn't just as crude and rude as this may seem like. You know, like we wouldn't tell passengers that the, the plane engine was out. We would say something. I don't know. We would just say like there's we have to go back. It, we wouldn't, I mean, I certainly wouldn't tell them until we have landed. Right. Wouldn't the pilot say something first or some, no, because at that point they would be very busy yeah. doing their thing to, to keep us safe. And I say, we will have to go back to the airport. To there's take, a mechanical. There's some mechanical that we have to return just for now, sit back. Relax and enjoy relax your crash landing. And enjoy <laughs> the last minute of your life. <laughs> If I get any other news, I'll let you know. But for now, <laughs> send those I love yous to your family members. Oh. So mean. <laughs> so wrong. So wrong. You're so wrong for that. So American Airlines spoke, spokesman Curtis Blessing said Monday that the plane, American Airlines flight 2775 from CLT to Seattle Tacoma International Airport, return to Charlotte due to a possible mechanical issue. And that's what we would tell passengers. There's a possible mechanical issue. Six crew members and 180 passengers were on the flight and there were no reported injuries. So that's a good thing. Flight attendants ran crash landing drills with the passengers for about 10 minutes in the air before landing, according to Dawn. And she also said that the passengers had to brace for impact during the emergency landing. Have you ever had to prepare the cabin? No. I've had to prepare the cabin. Mm. It's when I realized that my job wasn't just me standing there looking pretty, handing out cokes. I mean, I was like, like, I was, this is for reals, for real skis. Like I, like I said on previous uh, episodes, I had a uh, major turbulence event that even with the turbulence, the, the captain was like, oh, this is gonna hit severe. And I'm like, honey, I know severe. And this wasn't severe. That that time, it felt like I had to put a lot of things in perspective, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but and it never got to that point where we had to prepare for that. It wouldn't be possible anyways. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So, so some of the passengers said that the that it was very traumatizing for everyone on the flight. Lynch praised the professionalism of the flight attendants, but called the experience really, really scary. Yes, it's a scary situation. I mean, you're you lost an engine. And she's so the passenger said that all she knew that was the engine was out. So the flight attendant said, All right, you guys are gonna get into the crash positions. And people were praying and crying. Again, I, we would not say crash positions. I wonder if this is what people is going through their mind because what they probably don't know is like we can fly a, a plane with one engine. It's mm -hmm. not the most comfortable, it's not the most safe, but is okay. And the pilots are trained to do what they need to do. I think it's like the movies and, and stuff like that have put that kind of scenario on their minds. 
is the only thing yeah. that I can, that I can think of that when even when we use words as professionals and we use words that like you hey, we're just going to turn for a mechanic oh my god we're going to die because I think that's what's in, it's ingrained on their brain. It says that the flight attendants also moved the stronger passengers to the exit row in, in ca- into the exit rows in case people needed to use the emergency exit. And that is true. That every is true. time, every time you come on a plane, flight attendants are constantly looking for ABAs, mm. yep. uh, able able bodied assistants. And just because you paid for the for the exit row or you were seated in the exit row does not mean, and even if you're willing and able, doesn't mean that I'm going to want you sitting there because if you've been drinking, mind you, this is early in the flight, but if you've been drinking coming in from the, from the terminal, if you are a parent that has children and another spouse in a different seat, I'm not going to count. I can't count on you because yep. if you've been drinking, your motor skills are not going to be hundred percent. If you have family on a different part of the plane, you're not going to be concerned of getting everyone out. You're going to be concerned in getting your family out. Mm-hmm. That is correct. If, if even if you said, yes, I'm willing and able, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can actually lift the 33 pounds and chuck that overwing exit. Right. Out the door. And, and, it, and, and I include myself. I'm, I'm a pretty bigger guy. Um, on the bigger side, I'd be concerned of trying to get out through one of the exit windows. Right. I, I, my concern will be mostly if a person of my size is on a window, I would want that person to be actually closer to a door mm-hmm. than having than having trying to get out through a window. Right. Exactly. Because unfortunately, those windows are small. They there's certain yeah, sizes. they are small. So the plane was in the air for about 51 minutes before landing back at CLT at 9.57 a.m. And then the landing seemed loud, but relatively normal, except for the fire trucks that were surrounding the plane. And passengers boarded a new aircraft and redeparted for Seattle at 2.44 p.m. That's This is what the spokesperson for American Airlines. They also said, we never want to disrupt our customers' travel plans and apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused. One passenger praised the crew's actions, but she said she was disappointed the airline didn't give passengers more reassurance for, or compensation after the flight. So you just, you, you pretty much just avoided dying and you're worried that they didn't give you any money because you avoided dying. Priorities. People's priorities are <laughs> whack. <laughs> So Thanks, Rona. One, I know. So this one pla- uh, passenger was flying back home to Seattle after visiting her family. And she said that some passengers opted out of the second flight and she considered canceling hers too. But she said she needed to be back in Seattle for work on Monday. And they also said it was, an, it was extremely terrifying. I'm still shaking just thinking about it. It is a very traumatic experience. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Thankfully, right. it didn't go to majors and they didn't have to do a whole evacuation. Yeah. But you just don't know what you're going to get. And I feel like your priorities at this point shouldn't be whether you are going to get compensation. Right. And it's um, not. Yeah. I... People have some priorities, I guess. Well, I mean, that's great that the crew was able to get everyone 
braced for an emergency landing slash evacuation. And I think that's pretty standard. And they didn't have to do all the evacuation. Yeah, I think it's pretty standard. We had, um, I, I know of a, of a co-worker that has had two of the same events. Yeah. <laughs> so he's well seasoned on these events, <laughs> but I think it is pretty standard where you have to, we have to go through all that. So just because we're doing that doesn't mean that we're all going to die. Exactly. So it just means that we have to be prepared for the worst. Right. Because we don't know. We don't know anything. The, yeah. We have to be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. And even the pilots, even when they're on, on the control, we don't know. They don't know how the plane is going to react once they land. There's too many factors, you know, wind and whatnot and weather and um, weight and balances and how bad is the damage. So, yeah. What about you? What do you have over there? So from simpleflying.com, JetBlue operates first flight to Glacier Park International Airport. I didn't know there was such place as Glacier Park International Airport. Me F either. FCA? FCA. Yesterday, JetBlue completed its first flight to Glacier Park International Airport, FCA. This launch marks the New York-based carrier's expansion to Kalispell, oh, Montana, as it looks to ramp up its domestic network. The next step, JetBlue is no stranger when it comes to flights to Montana. This flight to FCA follows the airline existing operation to Bozeman Yellowstone International Airport. While Yellowstone grabs all the major attention, there is another impressive national park that is an approximately 300 miles drive away in the form of Glacier Park. Moreover, hold on. Moreover, neighboring this land is Flathead National Forest, another expensive area of glory. Flight 2345 will leave JFK every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at 6.55 to land at FCA at 10.22. They're very specific. <laughs> Yes. On the return flight 2346, we'll leave the same days at 11.19 p.m. to arrive back in New York at 5.58 in the next morning. So it's a red eye, huh? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I feel like everything late at night or later in the day would be a red eye going to the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be the more normal thing to do. More places to go to be. Yes, let's go. And uh, what is it called again? Glacier Park International Airport. Huh. It's good to know because also like a lot of our, I, I was reading recently that a lot of our parks, because now everybody wants to go out at the same time, they have been extremely busy where they are doing appointments to some of the parks. They're doing certain amount of people only reservations and all that stuff so yeah yeah it's uh it's a little it's gotten too much it's it was like 
one way everybody's staying at home and then everyone going to at like, the same time at the same time <laughs> i don't know i'll just stay i honestly could stay at home like another year and i'm fine with that <laughs> <We're all. laughs> so this is from pedal your own canoe Despite, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Despite violence, violent attacks, flight attendants won the face mask mandate to stay. This is from July 1st. A group of re Republican senators, including Ted Cruz and Roger Wicker, are pressing the Center for Disease Control and Prevention to immediately lift the mask requirements on public transport, including onboard commercial flights. Flight attendants say they want them to stay despite an increasingly angry and violent backlash to the, fa to the face mask rules. Sarah Nelson, the firebrand leader of the Association of Flight Attendants has urged Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky to keep the federal face mask mandate in place until at least September 13, perhaps even longer if vaccination rates don't rise or infections do. I totally agree with this because lifting the mask mandate is going to cause a lot of issues because even people are not going to be upright and honest regarding their vaccination status, which if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's up to you. If you want to get vaccinated, that's up to you as well. But you shouldn't put other people at risk if you are not vaccinated. Nelson wrote in a letter to Dr. Walensky and TSA Administrator David Pikoski, we certainly look forward to the day that masks are no longer required, but we are not there yet for transportation. We support the federal mask mandate in transportation. And for these key reasons, it is crucial that your mask order maintain in place at this time. So while the CDC says fully vaccinated people don't need to wear a mask in public and to wear a mask in most public places, the same exemption hasn't been afforded for the passengers on public transit. Transit? What the heck? Transit. Transit. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson also admits that the mask mandate has caused a surge in unruly passenger incidents, including ugly scenes in which flight attendants have been seriously physically assaulted, but she argues that this isn't the time to ease the mask rules. Most passengers are compliant, but a vocal minority willfully choose to remove their masks in flight. This year, the rate of documented disruptive passengers is at an all-time high, and just last week, TSA announced that starting July 2021, it will resume its voluntary classes and self-defense training for flight attendants and pilots. This is what Nelson wrote. And then of the 3,100 unruly passenger reports received by the FAA so far this year, 3,100, 3,000, 1,000, 3,100, around 75% were because of the face mask compliance. Just for one single article of clothing, yeah. basically, basically. Yeah. yeah. I had somebody walk in the other day with those uh, rhinestones. Rhinestones, yeah. yeah. They think they like, can get away with it. So I was like, I can like, see. Nope. I was like, I can see your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a girl like try to fight it, and um, and then flight attendant next to me, she's like, "Ma'am, I had the same mask. I know it's not fully covered," mm -hmm. and she's like. She didn't even have anything to say, so she like literally removed it as we we're handling out the. It was like it looks pretty, but 
Just put your, you can put that rhinestone mask uh, back on over your, yeah. over the. Yeah, just put it over the other one. So. So union safety representatives consistently report that the most disruptive passenger incidents currently involve non-compliance with mask policies and often are a contributor to the incidents. Oh, sorry. And, and an often contributor to the incidents is Alcasol. Alcasol. sir. What is Alcasol? <laughs> Uh, union, union safety representatives consistently report that most disruptive passenger incidents currently involve non-compliance with mask policies and often a contributor to the incident is alcohol consumption yes i did it <laughs> which is why nelson also supports a ban on alcohol while the mask mandate remains in force i don't know why this wasn't a thing why hasn't been a thing i mean we already know when we do our training that drinking alcohol escalates everything escalates everything <laughs> so one of uh, one of the particular concerns to nelson is the delta variant which has caused a massive spike in infections in the united kingdom despite the high vaccination levels she is also concerned that it's impossible for flight attendants to differentiate between a passenger who is fully jabbed and one who claims who only claims to be vaccinated in order to avoid wearing the mask. If half of the passengers on a given flight make that claim that they are vaccinated, then the remaining half may either choose to not fly at all due to concerns or may become agitated that masks are not being worn in this densely populated space. And it's so true. You are in a freaking metal tube. And it's recycled air. I don't know how many times we have to say that it's recycled air. Yeah. But some Republican senators say that it remains inexplicable that the federal face mask hasn't been lifted yet and have urged the CDC to follow the science. They are calling on the mandate to be lifted early, prompting Nelson's intervention. Considering the conditions described in this letter, and the status of the pandemic, there should be no question about the need to keep the federal mask mandate in place at least through September 13th. Nelson continued in the letter saying the flight attendants support all effort to control the pandemic. And I mean, I am with her. I don't need, I, yeah. I like, I, I don't, I, I don't want to have to deal with like people arguing with me over the mask. I get it. You don't have to wear it in your state. But you're also like you go in and out of stores, you go in and out of restaurants, you're constantly exposed to fresh air, you have the space to stay away from people if you so choose, you can't stay away from people, even if you're sitting in the front row in the last row at one point during the flight, you're going to be breathing the same air. Yeah, and I, one of the things that I was reading too is like from the very beginning, they knew the vaccine didn't meant that you were completely immune we're not we still being carriers that's why they were encouraging everyone to to get vaccinated what it, the vaccine does is is lower the death rates that's it that's all i have for you that's all you have do you have another one all right so from the new york times um this is a little bit of old news but we were out when it came out so United Airlines wants to bring back supersonic air travel. What do you think about that? 
I feel like all the senior United flight attendants are not going to. You're getting ahead of my joke. (laughs) (laughs) We can do it again. No, that's fine. Uh, No, yeah. (laughs) No, that's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Listen, the the one that should be mad is me. <laughs> I don't know. No, you're getting that's how you. That's how you acted. <laughs> I'm making fun of you for being. Like, you're like, oh, it's fine. You were acting all like offended. I know. Uh, so the airline which plans to buy planes from Boom Supersonic, a startup, could become the first to offer ultra-fast commercial flights since the Concorde stopped flying in 2003. Wow, that's almost 20 years ago. The era of supersonic commercial flights came to an end when the Concorde completed its last trip between New York and London in 2003. I remember that too. But the allure of ultra-fast air travel never quite died out. President Biden mused about supersonic flights when discussing his infrastructure plan in April and on Thursday. United Airlines said it was ordering 15 jets that can travel faster than the speed of sound from Boom Supersonic, a startup in Denver. The airline said it had an option to increase its order by up to 35 planes. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot of booms. Boom, which has raised. Boom, I want you. No, no, no. Do you remember that one song? Oh God, that one girl that was like, boom, boom. The, no. You know what I'm talking about. I know, but I cannot remember it. You're weird. <laughs> You're weird. You're weird. All right, oh. but the startup plans have already slipped at least once. And it will have to overcome many obstacles, of course, including securing approval from the Federal Aviation Administration and regulators in other countries. Even established manufacturers have stumbled when introducing new or redesigned planes. Boeing 737 was grounded for nearly two years after two crashes. The deal is United latest attempt to position itself as a risk taker, shaking up an industry. And we are here. This is where we are. because that's not even the original song i know <laughs> but that's all i heard when you said boom boom yeah but yeah and that's the same song that i was thinking but i'm so confused but yeah a lot of it's like okay you're just here to look pretty i know it's hard to do that too <laughs> it comes natural to some of us <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> continue so yeah so some of these senior dinosaurs are gonna be really upset when they're lay when they can just do turns now from new york to london instead of layover in london 
Yeah, I feel like it, it has been be. the joke of the industry. Let it me tell has, you, it has been definitely has been. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like that would be it would go pretty senior for the first couple of months, and then oh. it would go very junior <laughs> when they figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> When they start figuring out, oh, I don't get a 24 hour anymore. This is a turn. <laughs> a red eye turn. Mm. No, thanks. Let me Actually, well, it depends on what time they would leave because if you, and what their contract says, but if they work the red eye there, they can't work the flight can, back. Yeah, right. So they have to still have some sort of rest. But if they do the early morning flight, then they can come back the same day. I know, but they all got a little, oh, and a oop. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. Okay, me too. Uh, I feel like this was easy, easy breezy to get us back into the group of the culture. I know, yeah. All right, so where they look, they, people can contact us, B? On Instagram at the Flight Attendant Podcast and on Twitter at Stay Safe, Fly Safe. They can also email us. Well, since you had it, go ahead and finish it all. No. <laughs> you no, do I, it. I, no, I want you to. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, fine. So you can also email us at theflightattendantpodcast at gmail.com. And our website is theflightattendantpodcast.com. And Uncle Jay, why don't you tell us where they can listen to us? Right here. <laughs> We are in iTunes. Mm -hmm. Why are you questioning it? <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> I mean, I'm at some prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. It's Spotify. Spotify. Koya. 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 It was so funny. Excuse me. All right, let's try it again. And Uncle Jay, where can they listen to us? All right, should we just restart the whole thing again? Yeah. I think it's funny. I, I don't care if it's on the on the podcast, seriously. Okay. All right. Just FYI. So, uh -huh. so okay. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. That's the one that I was missing. Google Podcast. But thanks. Thanks for trying. I always try. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And that's it for me. Stay safe, fly safe. Stay safe and fly safe. And look at look you. Look at you. See you guys next time. Or Bye. hear us next time. Bye. <laughs> I'll see you next time. <laughs> yes, you will. Right, bye. bye. <laughs>